Hello, listeners. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jackie Hagans. I hope you had a wonderful week and are excited to dive into this week's episode. For me, this is more than a podcast. It is a chance for me to reach out to listeners who are eager to join me in a discussion guided by God's Word on the issues and events shaping the country today. Whether you are new to God's Word or a lifelong Christian, together we will discuss how faith and government can commingle and ally themselves in the campaign against the chaos engulfing our country. This is Truth and Consequences. Let's get started. I have a question. Are we happy with the state of our great nation? Are we comfortable with having to fight for individual freedoms that our Constitution guarantees? How in the world did we get here? What will we do to make change happen? What makes America amazing? Well, let's start with our founding. July 4th, 1776, our founding fathers came together and declared that we would no longer bow to oppression, that power in the government should belong to the governed, the document, the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Hmm. All men are created equal. For some reason, the truth of this phrase is constantly questioned, when the answer is simplicity itself. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God created life. God created man in his own image and said, it was good. Genesis 1, verses 1 through 31. Regardless of race, status, or nationality, we are all equal in the eyes of God. He shows no partiality, no favoritism, and He is perfect. America is more than a country. It is an idea, rather a promise to allow God's greatest creations to truly embrace his gift of free will. The year was 1620, and a ship named the Mayflower landed at Plymouth Rock. Its passengers were refugees fleeing religious persecution in their homeland. Fast forward to today, and we have freedom of religion in the First Amendment, along with freedom of speech, the press, to assembly, and the right to petition the government. In other countries around the world, those who speak out against their government or seek to follow another religion besides their leaders can be imprisoned or even killed. America is an example to the world of freedoms that others dream about, and our freedom of religion is one that we should cherish and preserve at all costs. The first lines of the Declaration of Independence really says it all. Just think about the word independence. Not influenced or controlled by others. Not just talking about the country by another country such as England when it was written, 
but individuals and our individual rights. The wars that have been fought and lives sacrificed in the protection of these rights says so much about the value that is put on such freedom that we should never take those freedoms for granted or forget the privileges that these freedoms provide. January 20th, 1961, President John F. Kennedy challenged Americans with 17 words. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We the people, specifically citizens of the United States of America, hold the power of the government in our hands no matter what political elites would have you believe. Our country is divided on almost every issue, and it is time for the silent groups to start making noise. We all have a voice, but when our voice is drowned out by groups of hate, riots, and violence that are being funded by corruption, our voice gets lost in the chaos, which is exactly their goal. You know, President Kennedy also directed, let us go forth to lead in the land we love, asking his blessing and his help, but knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. Only together, as a united force, can we truly make change happen? And that is why I'm determined to help people with ideas similar to mine find each other and to create a healthy community ready to discuss the issues so that we can help others see a new way, a better way. There are too many days I find myself frustrated and at times downright angry with what is going on in and around our country. Actually, I'm stunned. That may be a better word. I am in shock at what is happening. Aren't you? I'm older, so I know what it is like to grow up in this great country, enjoying the freedoms and opportunities we have. It's not me I'm fighting for. It's my children and now my grandchildren. What is this country going to be for them? I remember when it was the debt that everyone was always so worried about leaving to our younger generations. But now we have a much bigger, more serious problem. We are watching our country implode. Younger generations have lost all respect for the freedoms our country provides. And now we have political elites fueling the fire of hatred for our country. Yes, we have made mistakes that our children will have to fix. But we owe it to them to fight to keep the American way of life alive. We have the power to make our country what we want. So what country will we leave to our children and their children?
fear is currently tearing at the fabric of this country. Not fear from an outside force, such as World War II, that led to FDR being elected to four terms as president. This fear is born from conflict within the country itself. We haven't seen conflict on this scale since the Civil Rights Movement of the 1960s. This conflict could even escalate to civil war proportions. This is no hyperbole. I found a communist quote from the early 50s. A sort, the source could not be verified. It says, quote, America is like a healthy body and its resistance is threefold. Its patriotism, its morality, and its spiritual life. If we can undermine these three areas, America will collapse from within. Now, I don't know who said this. I looked. But does it matter? What is astonishing is that these three American pillars, patriotism, morality, and spiritual life, are all in trouble in America today. The lack of patriotism, the questionable morals, and the restrictions that have blatantly been put on places of worship. The proof is in the pudding. In other words, the real proof is on our streets, in our cities, for everyone to see, for the world to witness. What a revelation, a real eye-opener, real food for thought, right? A communist from way back then saying undermining those three pillars would collapse America from within? The real question is who benefits if America collapses from within? Who? Who benefits? I don't know about you, but three countries came to mind really quick. China, Russia, Iran. Our power is going to be tested in just a few weeks with the 2020 presidential election, an election that will assuredly set the tone for America for at least the next decade. On one side of the election, we will have the Democratic ticket of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Joe Biden is 78 years old and has been a political elite for decades. He was accused by many in the Democratic Party, including his running mate, of being racist and other terrible things. So either they know something we don't, or it proves that career politicians will do and say anything they can to help themselves, even when what they say is false. Speaking of which, Joe Biden was the writer and supporter of the Biden crime bill in 1994 in cooperation with the National Associations of Police Organizations. But now that minority groups and the extreme members of his party are demanding change, Biden now supports defunding the police. The bottom line is that the Democratic Party platform exists only to win over the oppressed 
and make promises that they have no intentions on fulfilling, just to ensure that they are reelected and keep their jobs without ever following through on their promises. Meanwhile, they demonize the wealthy when they themselves are members of the wealthy class. Proverbs 21 verse 6 says, A fortune made by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor in a deadly snare. As I stated earlier, a person's worth should not be determined by status. Leviticus 19 verse 15 says, Do not pervert justice. Do not show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the great, but judge your neighbor fairly. The Democrat ticket promises more government control, sanctuary for illegal immigrants, higher taxes, and Medicare for all, non, even non-citizens. And in a world of rioting and general lawlessness, they seek to strip American citizens of the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. This right gives people the ability to defend themselves and their property from harm caused by outside forces. Most people do not go and get a gun simply to say they have a gun. They truly want to feel safe and secure in this increasingly dangerous world, and they should not be treated as criminals for feeling this way. At least the Democrats will preserve your right to protest, free speech, and assembly. That is, of course, only if you agree with their views. Otherwise, you're obviously a racist, sexist, or just an overall deplorable. Meanwhile, on the other side of the election, we have the incumbent, the Republican nominee, our president, President Donald J. Trump. Our president is not a career politician, but a former businessman determined to strengthen our economy. Pastor Mark Batterson said, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. President Trump has faced unwarranted acts of aggression and slander, impeachment, and numerous investigations, all during his first term as President of the United States. Despite all of the unnecessary hardships added on to the already stressful job, President Trump was able to achieve plenty, such as strengthening the economy, second chance reform, VA choice programs, police reform, tax reform, strengthening our military, protecting our borders, and many more. Isaiah 56 verse 1 says, Maintain justice and do what is right. Sounds simple. We all know deep down the difference between right and wrong. While I think it is very clear who the correct choice for president is, and hopefully you do as well, I will work hard to provide evidence to reassure some people's beliefs and hopefully change other people's. You know, before every government meeting and other gatherings, some special events, and every school morning, or for most schools, we stand with our hand over our heart and recite the Pledge of Allegiance to our country. Every new citizen of the United States recites this pledge. If you are an American citizen, 
You have said this pledge all your life. It should mean something to everyone who says the words. I pledge allegiance to the flag. I pledge, I promise, allegiance, loyalty to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic, Republic, supreme power held by the people. You notice that's the people, not the government. For which it stands, it stands. That's the flag. The flag is the symbol that stands not only for the United States of America, but it stands for the Republic, the supreme power held by the people. One nation, united, under God, creator, indivisible, cannot divide, with liberty, freedom, and justice, laws, for all, equality. Wow, that's really something when you break it up and you think about those words that you're saying. So let's talk about the phrase, under God, which was added to the pledge in 1954 by President Eisenhower. He encouraged Congress to add these words in response to the communist threat of the times from the Soviet Union following World War II, which corresponds, by the way, with the three pillars we talked about earlier. The Congress responded to the president's request favorably, and the phrase was added to the pledge. This had also been encouraged by a well-known pastor, Doherty, who was pastor of the New York Avenue Presbyterian Church, a historic house of worship in downtown Washington. He had sermonized about the need to insert under God into the pledge. He had said, and I quote, to omit the words is to omit the definitive factor in the American way of life. And that he felt that under God was broad enough to include Jews and Muslims, although he discounted atheists. Doherty was known for his support of racial equality, and his church was often a home for civil rights and anti-war demonstrations. He also marched with Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. in the 1965 civil, civil rights movement. I found all of this online, so you can always look it up. Why do I bring this up, you ask? Well, it seems that at the Democrat convention, they just decided to remove this phrase, under God, from the pledge. I'd already written this episode, I already planned this episode, and then this happened. So I decided I needed to add this part. But I don't know. They are tearing down historical monuments, removing our history from the people's government buildings in Washington, D.C., without any approval from we the people. And now they are rewriting the pledge to our country. Here's another question. Where does this abuse of power stop? How far do they get to go? And when is enough enough? How did we get here? Where can we go? And what can we achieve? These are all important questions we must start asking ourselves to help save our beautiful nation. Over the course of this podcast, we will discuss the events and issues that help shape the nation on a daily basis and the consequences of these events and issues 
especially during an election year. While diving into these topics, I am also looking forward to helping others find their way to God. Because without God, we can do nothing. Maybe you were meant to hear this podcast and chosen to spread the word through peace and love. 1 Peter 3, verses 10 through 12 says, For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Remember, God offers mercy and grace to all His people. He says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. That's in Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8. Our God is a God of second chances, a God of hope and love. I want to take just a moment here to thank my son who used his talent, time, and patience to help me get this podcast off the ground. He truly has a gift. And remember, God gives us all special gifts and talents to carry out his plan and his purpose for our lives. Let's close with a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for bringing us together today. Thank you for the listeners that found this podcast. Give us the strength, Lord, to build a community of people sharing ideas, discussing the issues, and spreading your word to the world. Help us to be your light to those you put in our path. Remind me, Lord, to bear your fruit and not get so caught up in the consequences of the circumstances, and to remember that you are always in control. Please continue to open our hearts and minds to the many opportunities you put in our life to bring positive change to those around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That concludes this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed our time together. I'm grateful for all my listeners that take the time to join an extremely important discussion. I'm truly blessed to have this opportunity to reach out to others and to build this beautiful community. For me, this is a unique privilege to serve God, and I hope this podcast will encourage others to serve. Now, an easy way to serve is to help our community grow by sharing the podcast on social media. The podcast has its own Facebook page titled Truth and Consequences. It also can be found on Twitter and Instagram under the username Truth and Cons. I'll post all the vital information for the podcast on the social media pages. This will include episode release times, discussion topics and questions, and prayer requests. Please share this with your friends and family. Again, thank you for your support, and I'll see you all next week. May God bless you, and God bless America.